Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Goff, deep again, wide open, making the grab and taking it. It is St. Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown for 24 yards. So just like that, 35-24, Lambeau leaped right into the arms of some Lion fans. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Al Michaels with the call last Thursday night. Happier times for Al and Kirk, you know, calling a football game between two professional teams. Just wait till this Thursday when it's the Commanders and your 0-4 Chicago Bears. The Whale Capper Drew Dinsick joins us one hour from now. Lockman still to come. Baseball playoff bets and thoughts still to come. Power hour, final hour, featuring all our bets for tonight, including side total and props for the Giants and the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Just a couple more thoughts on the Lions and the Panthers game on Sunday in Motown before we transition to the Colts and the Titans. I was saying during the break, I feel like people will talk themselves into Carolina at a huge number just because I don't think we've, and I think Ken, you checked this during the break. We haven't seen like the Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, like this iteration of the lions ever be favored by this many points. Just that like can Detroit kind of pull away and win a game by margin. Um, so I do think there will be people that may be fine, like a number valuable with Carolina. I will not be one of those people. I have not bet the game yet, but Ken, to what you said in the last segment, teasers with, with, with the Detroit Lions, like pair them with the Jets on the road in Denver. Um, th- I think there will be a couple good ways to potentially play Detroit here. Win probability just as, as high as it could be without being 100%. And uh, I, I don't think I would bet Carolina at anywhere close to these numbers right now. Yeah, I mean, there are, this is like the classic. I think this is the game where people are like, well, Carolina could backdoor the game. And again, like, you're going to click the button because you want them to be down 14 with two minutes left with this quarterback, against the by pass the way. Rush. And against that pass right, rush. Right, yeah. I just, uh, like, no thanks. So, like, I have to believe Carolina can be really competitive in the game. And I just look like, I mean, the the Bryce Young can end up being a good quarterback. Like, this isn't, like, a sports talk conversation about him or them. It's just, like, based on what you've seen in this game specifically, or in, in this season specifically, like, he, he hasn't scored 20 points in a game this year. He has played one road game. They lost by 14 on the road in Atlanta. This will be the toughest road environment he's played in. His offensive line's a disaster. I mean, talk about like the first 15 plays, right? That's what offense coordinators, coaches usually script. Like Ben Johnson's first 15 plays are going to be like some like masterpiece, right? Like Jared Goff, just like all these intricate play calls. Like Bryce Young's first 15 plays is like, don't pee your pants, basically. Like that's the first 15 plays. Like it's just really, it's just so much different. I just, 
I do this exercise in college football sometimes, especially late in the season or with big games. Like, at the snap, picture the line of scrimmage in this game. And, like, you can't do that on either side in this game without just being like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And people might be like, well, the Panthers' defense is, like, a little stingy. Like, they've, like, held up pretty well. Like, they're, it's, it's, it's masking tape over backup players. Like, it's just, you're holding on for dear life here, kind of. Also, it's not like the Panthers have played the greatest collection of offenses so far. They played Desmond Ritter. And Derek Carr, by the way, the Saints might end up with like one of the worst five offenses in the league, which makes no sense when you look at their roster, but like, that's what they are. And that's two of the opponents. Like, I, I just, like Detroit's going to score more than any of the teams that they're playing against so far. They're going to have to, they're going to be, they are going to be chasing the game. It's almost impossible. They're not. So chasing the game means Bryce Young dropping back against the Lions pass rush down three, down four, down seven, down 10, whatever. I just don't know how you bet Carolina, like, thinking that's going to go well. You have to believe somehow the game's going to play out differently. I don't think Carolina's defense has given you a reason to think that that's possible. Like, cool, could could Dan Campbell, could they mess this up, kick when they're supposed to go for it, go for it when they're supposed to kick, do some kind of funky stuff. Jared Goff, who, by the way, is, like, the best home quarterback in history, almost. Like, I guess he could play poorly. I don't know. Like, it's just... I mean, I'm trying to approach this from all kinds of Detroit angles. Like, okay, I can lay it. I can tease them. I can just bet them to win. I can bet the first quarter and the first half. Like, I, I mean, just, I can do all of those things. I just, uh, it's like every time I think about the game, that's all I can come up with. 3.4 yards per play for Carolina. If you're out there and you're like, hey, like, I don't know what that means. It's it's really bad against Minnesota. And the Vikings have one of the worst defenses in the league. They, they literally yeah, couldn't at home. move the ball at home. At home against the Minnesota Vikings. Like, Young's stat line, as I, I have it right here, is 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 yeah. a tro- 30, 32 attempts for 204 yards. Like, just no. Just no with this team. Miles Sanders isn't healthy. Chuba Hubbard looked a lot better than Sanders yesterday. That doesn't mean Hubbard's better. It means Sanders has a groin injury. The Panthers are talking, like t- like feeding reporters information that they're going to try to trade for a wide receiver because their receivers are brutal. Like, Thielen's okay as a, someone who can get open over the middle of the field. He can't yeah, give you explosive too. plays. Right? And yeah. it came back into the game, but, I mean, he's not at 100% right now. Right. Like, Chark is is miscast as a number one. M-I-N-G-O, Mingo was his name Oh, might be good one day. Also, he's coming off a concussion. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the Panthers are moving the ball in this game. And for the people that want to make the backdoor arguments, like with the, let me tell you, because we needed Bryce Young to backdoor the game yesterday. My confidence level, if you took it and you multiplied it by a million, it would have been zero for Bryce Young to backdoor the game. How about Icky Icky Aquanu, top ten pick at left tackle last year, just gets bulldozed, railroaded, whatever adjective you want to throw out there on the final drive of the game where it's like first and goal from the eight. All of a sudden, here's a second and goal from the 46. Good luck. You lose. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you couldn't tell, we think the Lions are really likely to win. We're thinking about laying them. The funny thing is the total in the game is probably right because I just don't know how many points Carolina can score. If Bryce Young's the starter, they're hard capped on the number of points they can score and the first number is probably a one. So just maybe the game doesn't go over the total. I don't know. Like I I just, I mean, it just looks really rough. And to be fair, like the Carolina markets reflect that. They now, them and Chicago, both are four and a half in the win total market. It's very funny because Chicago might... Chicago might have the first two picks in the draft. <laughs> so it's like just really, really, really funny. Um, 
it just they're rated like they're brutal I think, especially in the NFL, where the point spreads are all like generally somewhat small, even like a touchdown or a little more than a touchdown, like you, you really have to bet a dog like thinking they can really win the game. Not that like they're gonna win, but like you really have to think they kind of have a shot here. So like I bet Carolina yesterday because I think Minnesota can lose every game that they play, and I bet Tampa yesterday thinking New Orleans can lose every game that they play, and one of them lost and one of them didn't. But like those are the dogs that like I'm interested in. Where like when I think about the game, it's like yeah, they have a chance. It's actually kind of one of the reasons I hate Jacksonville. I kind of don't think they can win. <laughs> like, I don't think it's realistic. I think they could win. It's just not realistic. And if you apply that to this, I don't know how the hell Carolina ever wins this game. I mean, Detroit could turn the ball over three times. I'm not sure they lose the game. I mean, I really uh, don't know. And also Andy so Dalton's that's, that's not winning at. the game. But like, let's say Carolina's like Andy Dalton's going to start. They could put over. Dalton in, Maybe by the can... way, at halftime. They could. But they, they should. But like, will they? No, no. Like, toothpaste is back in the tube at this like it's over at this point like Dalton right. played the one game like if you bench Bryce Best Young offense like, of the year the by number the way. one pick scored the most by far it's against Seattle by yep. far and like actually and we're competent like, you can't you can't bench Bryce Young again he's the first overall pick in the draft you don't have a first round pick next year the, he is literally the franchise you let him take his lumps and hopefully get better like you cannot bench him gonna be again some lumps unless he's hurt here's Aiden, and, here's Aiden Hutchinson <laughs> with a German suplex like here's a lump. I, I believe yeah. the uh, I believe the acclaimed '90s rock band, the Presidents of the United States of America, sang about what Bryce Young will be enduring for the rest of the year. It's lump. It's, it's lump. getting lumps. They're lumps. <laughs> he might be dead. All right. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent football Monday. P squared. B squared. Week five in the NFL. All right. Let's go to the AFC South. Really interesting game in Indy between the Colts and the Titans. Tennessee coming off just an absolute demolition of the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, but I think you have to ask yourself the question, right? Like, it is, so it, is it more about Tennessee or is it more about Cincinnati? Yeah. Tennessee might be like the Jekyll and Hyde team right now in the National Football League this season. I just think like Vrabel's like just like such a good coach. Like he's awesome. Uh, and the Titans will travel to Indianapolis to play a Colts team that spotted the Rams 23 points, had a ridiculous second half comeback, and then lose in overtime on the Puka Nakua uh, walk-off touchdown. So Indy, right now is a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. The total here is 43. Ken, the thing that we'll be tracking this week, injury-wise, will be Indianapolis's offensive line. If they can get back Raymond, their, their left tackle, and Ryan Kelly, their center, which I think would really help against this, like, ferocious Tennessee front. Like, Tennessee secondary is bad. Their, their front is absolutely ridiculously good. So I think that'll be the injury thing that we'll monitor this week will be Indy's offensive line, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Colts and Titans. Uh, I'll go quickly here because I think it's pretty straightforward for me. Uh, I make this game a very small number. I think I have Tennessee by a little bit, but like with the idea that, you know, that's, I think that's close enough. Like it didn't really make me have a strong opinion on the game. I kind of think about this game as a coin flip kind of a game also. So I, I don't really have any interest in betting the side. Uh, I do like the over a lot in the game. Uh, Shane Steichen, I think we're starting to learn. And I, Eagles have, have acquitted themselves really well the last couple of weeks. Like they played very well and they've scored. Um, but just that like he might be like a really, really, really good offensive mind. And we kind of knew that last year, but like now we're getting even more evidence that that might be true. They played four games this year. They played one game outside in the rain against Baltimore and the game landed 41 on the total. Uh, the game that they won obviously in overtime, so 38 through regulation if you want to think about it that way. But like bad weather at Baltimore, not exactly a place that's conducive to like very high totals and overs in games. They played three games besides that. So like in ideal weather, the games have landed 52, 51, and 52. They're playing Tennessee in a dome. The total is 43. 
Like, I just, I think it's just you play overs on Steichen in, in like reasonable neutral situations. And I think that's kind of what it is for me. Whether Tennessee is great or not, I don't really care. Uh, this is a really low total with a game in which Steichen is involved and he has Richardson back again. So, like, I like the over a lot in the game. I want to do a playoff exercise for a couple minutes, but first, like, what do what you got going on here? Yeah, and let me hit you with this as well. And we don't know if this is going to end up mattering for this week or not. But Shane Steichen telling the media today on Monday that Jonathan Taylor is expected back at practice for the team later this yep. week. So Taylor started the season on the PUP list, which meant he would be out for sure the first four weeks. So we're we're, th we're, we're through four weeks now. And Steichen saying that he expects Taylor to be at practice now, just because Steichen says that doesn't mean Jonathan Taylor is going to show up. He obviously wants a new contract. I still think this whole situation is very much up in the air. I know there are a lot of people out there listening and watching, like me, who drafted Jonathan Taylor in like the fifth or sixth round of the fantasy draft, who are like praying for him to come back, either to Indy or get traded somewhere else to return insane value on that draft pick for Jonathan Taylor. So maybe he ends up playing in this game, and I think that probably helped you over, Ken. Maybe he doesn't end up playing in the game. Just like on, on first glance, I think I agree with you on the total here. I think this game's so hard, right? I, I make the game a pick them. But subjectively, if the Colts are going to get their offensive linemen back and have like a competent offensive line here in front of Richardson, and Richardson can also move, right? Which like Joe Burrow can't. Like Burrow can't move. Richardson can move. I, I don't know if the Titans can like score enough to keep up with Indianapolis in this game. Like Indy's going to score in this game and Richardson has really acquitted himself well throwing the football. Obviously a monster running the football as well. I think my initial thought here, Ken, is I think I'm probably going to end up with a bet sidewise here on the Indianapolis Colts as we move as we move through the week. So that's where I'm at with Indy. Um, you had something you wanted to say about the AFC playoff picture, right? Yeah, well, we, we came into this year saying this picture is so crowded, referring to the AFC. So many teams have a chance to make it. Every team, with a couple exceptions, thinks they want to make it, like that that's their kind of right, is to have a playoff spot. But there are so many good teams. How can this possibly work itself out? And you, you look at the landscape now, it is actually in four weeks morphed into the exact opposite, where there are open spots and no one wants them like based on injuries or how teams have played so far. So like if we plug in, in some order, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Baltimore, in so, and that's in no particular order, into the first three seeds in the playoffs with the idea that Buffalo beat Miami and that's why Buffalo gets that spot instead of Miami. So one, two, three in some order, Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore. Miami as the five. And we're going to have a really fun conversation about them when we get to playoffs and stuff. Because, like, this second AFC East team is going to be that nightmare Dallas-type five team last year that, like, you don't want to play. Like, they're going to play the AFC South winner probably in the first. Like, you almost already know that, whoever that team is. And so, and okay. And by one, at least a field goal, right, on the road, and, at and least. Then, oh, by the way, that means if you're the one seed and you get the bye, awesome, you have a week off. Also, now you get, like, Buffalo in the second round going to your place instead of a way better team. So, like... Not, it's not better to be the two. You want the week off, but like, is it great to be the one? Um, anyway, that wasn't the point of this, but it was really fun. Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore, one, two, three in some order. Miami, five. The South winner will be the four. And you can put in whoever you want. That division's actually so fun to talk about, too. Like, who's going to win it? It could literally be all four teams. Uh, yep. Okay. who Who's six and who's seven? And my point in asking this, just in case we run into the break, is, is it one of these teams... Is it both of these teams is actually going to be the answer to that question? Because like, here are your teams. Like, we're going to hit the break, but here are the teams like in just playoff odds. Kansas City, Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore have the longest play or the shortest playoff odds by far to make the playoffs. The next five teams, Cleveland, Hurt, Deshaun, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, the Chargers, Tennessee, then next few, Pittsburgh, Pickett's Hurt, Houston, 
Indianapolis, then the Patriots at like five to one. Who's the six? Who's the seven? God have, God have mercy on my soul. You're gonna I say think the Chargers. Chargers are getting in. I'm yeah. getting. I yeah, the Chargers. And boy, that's never burned anyone before thinking that. <laughs> boy, that's. I mean, that's never really been a problem. Justin Herbert's out there, like, a, like he's stealing bases with his glove on. I mean, it's like ridiculous. I mean, I mean literally, like, right. like his hands yeah. like four different splints. Like God bless right. our guy Brian <laughs> Baldinger. Herbert's hand looks like Brian Baldinger's hand at this point. I just that's tough. But I mean, really, like, wait, like we should do more after the break. Like, think about this during the break. Seriously, like Kansas City one, Buffalo two, Baltimore three, Miami five. Who's six seven? And like whoever you put there, really, that's six seven right now. Like that's crazy. I, I actually feel decent that the Chargers will be one of those two teams, cool. which uh, well, never you. never right. gives you pleasure <laughs> yeah, not to say out loud. So AFC playoff exercise coming up next. <laughs> the, the Patriots and the Saints in Foxborough. Got the God save us all. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.